0: Hello.
1: Hey John. Hi Merlin. <laughs> How's it going?
0: Oh, it's so late. Ah. Oh, it's late and you are a busy guy. No, not really. You're busy. You've
1: been traveling.
0: Eh. eh. I have to say though, the the work that you're doing is God's work. Thank you, John. Thank you. I You I'm- know, we talk a lot about civics <sighs> yes. on this program. Yes. But you are putting your money where your mouth is.
1: Well, my mouth is <laughs> in, a, ah. in a chair for 9 hours a day. This is oh. boring. No one cares.
0: Oh, that's not true. You are doing jury duty, which is every oh, American's God. duty. That's why they call it duty, jury duty instead of jury uh option. <laughs> it's right. not called jury option.
1: Right. It's not it's not jury doobie. It's,
0: it's not, not jury doobie <laughs> it's not Jury doobie? No. No. Uh so you're in one of those those wood chairs. Yeah. No, no, arms. no, 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 no. It's
1: come a long way.
0: And then Matlock comes over. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, he, if, if you had not texted me like literally 15 minutes ago, I was going to go home and watch uh, 12 Angry Men. Mm-hmm. But uh, instead I was watching uh, The Great Ex- Great Escape because I thought well, I'd give myself a, a
0: little break. That's a nice one. It makes you – when you're sitting there in, in the jury box, you can oh, imagine yourself God. jumping your stolen Nazi motorcycle no, 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 no,
1: spoilers, no spoilers. Oh,
0: sorry, sorry, you've never seen it? No, I haven't. <laughs>
1: oh, wow. It, it, <laughs> no. I, <laughs> wow. It, it immediately struck me as seeming a lot like that class of movies that we enjoy. Yes. Yeah, 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 this yeah, yeah. Is... yeah. It, it seemed a little bit like uh, Dirty Dozen, a, a little bit like uh, Force 10 from Neveron,
0: mm-hmm. like A little a, bit of later, later, longest day. Should I uh, should I watch that? What is that? Have you not seen The Longest Day? No. What is that? Oh, oh, The Longest Day.
1: Oh, great. Here I go.
0: The Longest Day. It's hmm. a it's a movie. Okay. Let me just say that again. Okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let me write that down. Okay. The Longest Day. <laughs> the longest Day. It's a movie, movie about D-Day. Okay. And it's the original like massive Hollywood picture starring every single actor, like. It's got, it's got David Niven. It's got. You love David Niven.
1: Is David Niven your canonical guy with a beret who blows things up?
0: He is. And you know, it's.
1: The the British guy with the bomb that you kind of want to be.
0: Yeah. The briefcase full of, the briefcase full of bombs Ah, from force 10 from, no, he wasn't on force 10. Was he? Uh, I'm not even going to go into David Niven's. Well, whole you know, backstory. as you
1: know, John, I, I'm not a Joseph Campbell uh, archivist, but I'm, I'm pretty sure the, the this goes. I, I know we're not going to talk about comics, but this is a character, the guy with the beret right, with from the beret England, with a
0: briefcase full of bombs.
1: Yes, and he, he well, at first he seems a little bit poncy, but 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 <laughs> but he knows where to put the bomb.
0: He does. He does. He knows how to blow up. He knows how to blow up the mountain, but in such a way. That there's plenty of time to escape.
1: Now, John, are they coming via the beach, or, or are they coming the other way? Like, where are via, they coming from?
0: Via, it's a story. They do come via the beach. Okay, in, in on the on D Day on Day Day, as we say in the parlance, mm. D for day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, but uh, it's the whole story of D Day. It's like it's it when um, when Saving Private Ryan came out. Mm. This may shock and surprise you, but when Saving Private Ryan came out, I had no interest in seeing it because I had seen The Longest Day and it was definitive. You felt like it was a high bar. It, it was impossible. I mean, because it's, you know, uh, The Longest Day is made is made while the, while, while the sand of D-Day beaches was still on the shoulders of half of the actors in the film. Mm. You know, like there are a lot of actual World War II veterans in the movie. And uh, so Steven Spielberg with his slow motion bullets and stuff, I was just like, yeah. I don't need it. I don't need to see it. And it was only when I when I was introduced to Band of Brothers on one of my earliest JetBlue flights. <laughs> so the first one, well, the first time I took JetBlue, right after they had opened as a company, you know, back when having a TV on an airplane seemed like
1: it was it was literally unique. <laughs> It was amazing. You you could watch Annie on a plane inside of a seat.
0: Yeah. And I'm sitting, I sat down in my leather seat and looked at this little postage stamp size TV. And I said, are you kidding? It's like, I'll never, it's like flying has become fun again. Right. And I sat and I watched probably, I don't know how many episodes of band of brothers, probably four at least episodes of band of brothers back to back. And that's an amazing television show, and then it caused me to say, to it, it piqued my curiosity about about Saving Private Ryan enough that I went to watch it, and I was like, ah, all right. But The Longest Day, that's where everybody needs to start.
1: I'm 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 uh, breaking my rule and looking yeah. here, and it's alphabetical, so forgive me.
0: You got you got Eddie Albert. <laughs> Eddie Albert's there. You got Paul Anka. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Is that correct? Yes, they're all they're, you know. They're all Are the prime sure of their life. You sure this isn't
1: a prank or a canary <laughs> trap? You got Richard Burton, red Richard, buttons. What? That's right. That's Sean right. Connery, mm-hmm. Fabian, Fabian. Fabian, which Fabian. I will, <laughs> which I would put in the pile with uh, Paul Anka. Mm-hmm. You got Henry Fonda. What? Right. And Keep and going. this is uh, a year before um, the Great Escape. This came out in, uh, if, if memory serves, October fourth of nineteen sixty two. Am I remembering that right?
0: Yeah, October fourth. I think you know one ten, one eleven, whatever it takes. Sure, and I think it's down
1: approximately two percent in popularity this week.
0: Huh? It's a hell of a movie. It's probably three hours long. Ah, like a tora tora tora. Yeah, and you really get this. You you know, every one of those guys has their star turn. Everybody gets their character development. Everybody has their you know, their moment. It's a, now it's when, a, now, when a great, you finally great...
1: watched, when you finally watched the Ryan, Yeah, I mean, like I'm, I'm guessing, I'm just, just speculating that you must have been kind of into the, on the beach scene. Right.
0: I mean, well, the, that's pretty great. Right. Yeah. The war stuff is, is awesome. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't care how many, uh, how many like, makeup lines you draw on Tom Hanks with the eyeliner pencil. Oh boy. I he still I yeah. still see him in Bosom Buddies. Yeah, with every uh, time, P- P- Peter Peter Scalari, yeah. Every time he comes on the screen, I see him with the falsies on trying to sneak up into the into his like all-girl apartment building. It's a good show. It was a great show. And then if you know, I feel like his most sophisticated role was in Bachelor Party. Uh which <laughs> <laughs> and and that's where that's where like Tom Hanks' character development stops for me. Do <laughs> you think you know, that's the that's the <laughs> Hanks apotheosis? He's standing there. He's standing there, uh, like the and it's two steps down to the living room of his big hotel room.
1: Yeah.
0: And and his friends are throwing him a throwing him a big bachelor party where he's gonna have sex with a lot of hookers and girls, and he just can't because he loves his fiancee. Mm-hmm. Too much. And that's who's his that's
1: fiance? complicated. Who's his fiance? Um, I don't remember. I'm trying to remember who was in that. It was it was uh I mean that was that, that's one of those movies that has not aged super well. I mean it's yeah. it, it's one of those movies like like what? It's uh like a few good men. It's canonical in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Like you watch it and you go, Wow, like when I, I, I love this when it came out and uh and but it really feels like kind of a time.
0: Well let me let me just answer my own question. Yes. Tom, <laughs> Tom Objection Objection. Asked, asked and answered. Tom Hanks's love interest and fiance in Batch. Is it
1: Tony it Katane?
0: It's Tawny Katane. Oh god. Tawny Catane, David covered Fail's girlfriend. Yes. And now I think pretty pretty like resolutely over onto the other side of like kooky Wawa land, right? <laughs> isn't isn't she some kind of like conservative blogger or
1: is she like a spanker or a vaccine person that that kind of thing uh,
0: uh, or maybe like a
1: like like, or, like she, what is she using her bully pulpit for do you, think as maybe far she as you
0: it know? was maybe it was something else like she was arrested for uh, for uh, waving a pistol around mm. or she she had she was wearing some of those sweatpants that had a had hollister written on the back and <laughs> and, and <laughs> like date raped a girl I don't remember what it was <laughs> oh, but God. what if Whatever happened to Tawny Kitaen? It wasn't pretty, and that's and that is a tragedy to me because I I found her very attractive in the eighties. Oh Katane. God, yes. <sighs> but anyway, now, now what so, was the
1: what, what was the one that was uh, the keyboard player from uh, Journey's girlfriend? Who was that? Mm, Jonathan Cain had a hot girlfriend too. I don't remember. Oh come on, stay with I me. I, you
0: know, I, did, I, I didn't go all the way into Journey's girlfriends.
1: Well, you, you got you got the greatest hits though, right? <laughs>
0: I could not I could not handle Steve Perry. I could just couldn't handle it. There wasn't anything about Steve Perry I could handle. Yeah, you know what Steve what he
1: needs is context. He he makes a lot of sense in context.
0: Yeah, but but I never had the context. I always was like yes. he is he's ambiguously gendered. He's ambiguously like I'm I'm not he's sure He's ambiguously
1: whether, talented is what he is.
0: He's ambiguously talented. I'm not sure whether he's Asian South Pacific Islander. Hmm. I know his replacement <laughs> is. I'm not sure about Steve Perry. I'm saying he's was. been
1: replaced by a Samoan.
0: I'm saying his the, the new singer in Journey is from the Philippines. Huh? You knew that? No, I didn't. But but my mind, as you know,
1: I'm I literally exhausted from jury duty, and I'm suddenly amer- uh, I'm imagining these different supergroups, mm-hmm. and uh, one involved the replacement singers from bands. So mm-hmm. you've got you've got the uh, Samoan <laughs> Steve Perry. Right. You've got the, the guy who's not Rob Halford.
0: Right, you got Gary Sharoni. Chacon- oh, come on, Gary Sharona guy? from uh, uh, from Van Halen three. He could ruin a wet dream. Mm. That uh, it's just all you're saying. It's all singers. It's all replacement singers. I think. I
1: think the girlfriend <laughs> of anybody in a famous band should be named Tawny. I mean, just just for archival reasons.
0: There was a girl in my high school <sighs> named Tawny. And
1: she was was that her nickname or was that her given name? No, it,
0: it was her. It was her real name. And she was a. She was a. a, a I, you know, I always felt like she was an attractive girl. Yes. I was thinking the other day. I remember I was at a high school party, right at that transition when we were. I guess I guess it's a transition that you make at the beginning of your senior year, where you start to have parties in motels. Oh yeah. Instead of at people's houses where you're like, yeah. okay, we, you know, like we're old enough now we can go get a hotel and we're going to have a party there. And it was at one of these motel parties in Anchorage and there and it was, it was the socias. the socias were having a party. Right. And somehow at that point, by the time you're a senior, like you kind of, like, I felt very comfortable crashing Socha parties, even though they didn't want me there. And uh, I showed up in my in my trench coat with the with the whiteout skull and crossbones on the back, <laughs> with my friend Kel, and we were you know we were looking for trouble, and it's all the girls with the with the sprayed up bangs and everything, and this girl very drunk went into the bathroom, went to the went went potty, she went number two. Oh, and she came out and had failed to flush the toilet.
1: Oh no, the poor thing!
0: Yeah, and so the next oh, guy no. in to the to the room, who whatever guy was in there next, comes out and he's like, "Oh my god, you guys have got to see this!" And you know, this girl's very drunk. She stumbles off, you know, with her pink high heels wavering on the carpet, and, but everybody else at the party then one by one files into the bathroom oh, to no. see that this girl has made an enormous dookie. <laughs> so big. Like like wide? Like wide and long. It is a toilet filling dookie. <laughs> oh, and, it's, no. and it's, what's amazing about it, in addition to just the massiveness of it, is that it is a one piece dookie. <laughs> so she, she's eaten right. <laughs> Yeah, it is a it is like a boa constrictor. Oh, no. In the toilet. And every single...
1: Any, p- you know, in any other place, that would be seen as extremely healthy.
0: Right. If I had made a do du- I, I still envy that dookie. I think about it all the time. I'm like, ah, oh, God, if I could just... <laughs> that
1: is an aspirational dookie. But her whole life was changed by one misstep. She did not hit the flusher.
0: Right. And did, so... Did and, you, and the did you is, file these- in? Did you file in? Of course I saw the dookie. Sure and uh, these are her friends you know this isn't a case where some social girl came to a to like a uh, one of our parties and we were raking her over the coals like these were her people these were her pals and she i remember her being kind of a pretty girl who was aspiring to to jump into a higher social class in high school or whatever she was you know she was just under the line for being one of the top girls as she saw it and this was just, this plummeted her status because, because you could see she'd be walking down the hall and, and there'd be some guy with a mullet walking behind her, holding his fingers 18 inches apart oh no over her head. And it was just like, think about all the times that that happened in high school. I remember a guy, a really good friend of mine in eighth grade, the story went around that he had a slumber party. Where a bunch of dudes, a bunch of the cool kids came over to his house, and he was kind of one of the one of the kids on the fringe of the cool kid group and The next day at school, it was contested that he that somebody woke up in the middle of the night and he was jacking it mm. and all the kids within within before first period was out, the entire school knew that this guy was jacking it at a slumber party with, a, with all of his friends. And I, f- I found it at the time and I find it now impossible to believe that he was legitimately jacking it. But even if he were, <coughs> he had to move. He had to move and change his name. Yeah. Because, and he did. He moved and changed his name. He's, he, I, 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 I know him on Facebook. He still goes by a different name. Changed his name forever. Anyway this girl with the dookie, I was thinking about it the other day this was before people had cameras on their phones imagine now that would be it, it'd be on the top of it'd be on the top of uh I can eat cheeseburgers
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i uh oh gosh
0: I can has meme generator
1: you know it's it's one thing if you fart you know, it, it's another thing if you misspeak or your fly is down, but you know, for for a guy, I mean, first of all, I just, I, I, I have to say, I can't believe you, you, you can't imagine somebody jacking it at, at an overnight. Cause mm. you know, I, well, I'm yeah, not going mean, to say I, anything. I, I'm not going to say
0: anything, but I mean. Now wait, are you saying that, are you saying that circle jerking was actually a thing?
1: No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying in the privacy of your own toilet moment, if you needed to uh, run a batch, that might be something you would do as a dude. Now, if you get caught, that's you know that's kind of off limits. But for a lady. I just I can't e- I can't imagine anything worse. If she were literally blowing the principal in the bathroom, it would be nowhere near as bad as forgetting to flush a giant and the, enviable dookie.
0: And the big the biggest poo that anybody had ever seen.
1: Yes. But the like, thing but like 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 so many things involving envy and status, mm-hmm. right? Don't you think it's like kind of a complicated combination of Absolutely. like I mean like you uh like anything you would go like oh it's like discovering that somebody makes two or three more zeros than you thought they made every mm. year. Like mm. you would go like ooh that person's rich. And in this case she has made a literally perfect dookie at a party. And yeah. you know let me let me ask you John Roderick how often have you made a perfect dookie at a party? I've <sighs> pooped, I've pooped at a party. I pooped at a party in LA one time and it was super complicated.
0: But complicated
1: yeah, I was. Like, a, was
0: it a multi-stage job? I'll, I'll come back to
1: that if you want. I will
0: literally circle back to
1: that. But 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 for a lady, yeah, in, at our, at our time, like
0: no, you you don't want to you don't want to show that you have any bodily functions of any kind.
1: If she had left bloody panties, like literally on the keg, it would be yeah. not as bad as a as, as a <laughs> as an enviable dookie.
0: Yeah. Now, in contrast, like early on in seventh grade. In my biology class we were all sitting working on a problem at those big long black tables that if you put your finger on it for a long time it it makes a little uh sweat spot you know those black tables you use in biology yeah we got one of those and uh <clears throat> i'm sitting i'm sitting there working on a problem it's like like
1: whole, where you got a lab partner it's like too, lab wide, partner, too right. wide
0: we're all sitting there the, the class is the class is deathly quiet you can hear a pin drop and i have and I feel that I have a I have to make a fart. And so I kind of, you know, I lift up one side <laughs> of my bottom. You provide an affordance. I, I, that's right. I know I afford an exit area.
1: A means, I, a means, a simple I'm, means of
0: egress. That's right. And I keep working on my project, my part my lab partner's there. And I proceed to for whatever reason, make the loudest fart in history. Was it flappy? It was loud and long and perfect. And per- now I recognize percussive. it as the perfect fart. Because all this, I mean, everything was set up biology class, seventh grade, perfect silence, hard wood chair. I'm in the front row of the class.
1: There's nowhere to hide,
0: and I make a perfect 30 second long super fart. And it was a situation where the the reaction was so instantaneous and also so perfect. Everybody like jumped back as if as if a cobra had sprung out of a hat. Chairs are falling back. Kids are like falling over each other to escape and it's all happening instantaneously like the sound wave hasn't even made it to the wall and kids are scrambling to get away from the blast zone like girls are screaming boys are yelling and i and i remember i remember sitting there and there was no uh, there was no mortification because there was it was not possible like i couldn't be mortified in that moment because it had it was so far over it was so far there, past there was no question that you had dealt it because the kids on either side of me flew away from me like knocking, they were they were at ground zero clamoring over tables to get away and <clears throat> i just sat there continued writing made made no gesture of any kind and just like owned it i i had the presence uh. in seventh grade to own it with no i was not trying to pretend that i hadn't like i had a superior smirk on my face and just kept writing on my piece of paper and it was then then it was up to them right so
1: it, it wasn't <laughs> precisely like nothing happened but it was like oh that happened but i'm just gonna keep moving
0: oh it happened But, and I mean, the teacher is sitting at her desk and I think maybe even she stood up and took a step back, (laughs) but then I continued to write. So now the burden, the burden of proof, the onus is on everyone else in the room. Like, what are you going to do now? Right. Like you're all crowding against the walls. What are you going to do next? Yeah. Like eventually you have to take your seats again. (laughs) And I'm still just going to be sitting here writing writing my assignment with a, the with a self-satisfied smile. And eventually they did. Eventually they all like crept back cursing me and, and yeah, but, it, but it, like it was bulletproof by the next day. It was, it was um, like the stuff of myth, the stuff of myth. And also like it was, it was a feather in my cap. Right. I mean, that's what well, you c- have to c- do. Cause you like if you had
1: like receded, and, and like tried to, you know, play it off legit and go like, oh no, it or was actually, anything. yeah, or, like, like or, pl- you're, you're no plausible deniability. You, right. you, 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 you dealt it, you owned it.
0: If but- my face had even gotten red, I, I would, I would have been, it would have been like, I'm, I might as well have cut off my hands.
1: John, that but is I- career defining.
0: Was, it was a, it was a, it was a, a moment of self-knowledge where I was like, that's right. That's right, it's kind that of was, sexy almost that was the best but, part, like, that was the best part any of you will ever hear or see,
1: yeah, and 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 you were there the whole time. but for a lady, uh
0: I mean, I have to feel like if this girl had stood in the door of the bathroom and send like and sold tickets for a dollar, it would have been better for her right. than to just kind of stumble out of the bathroom and drunkenly stumble away. Oh, no question.
1: There's a thousand ways that could have been better for her. Oh. Like if she had if she had gone like, hey guys, and then chat on a copy of <laughs> Escape by Journey, that would have been like a thousand times more hot. <clears throat> that would have been hotter than like necking with the second cutest girl. But the, mm. the fact that <laughs> she spaced the flushing, mm. oh my God, that's miserable. I, I I'm I'm not gonna live that off. that's just ugh.
0: Yeah. Uh. So yeah. It just goes to show. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what it goes to show. Flush.
1: You know what they say, you know, in music, you know, if, if you hit a clam.
0: Oh, yeah. Do it three times and it's a part.
1: I think that was the Lonely Smoke <laughs> that said that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. then ah. once it's a clam, and three times, it's a, it's a bit.
1: But, you know, <laughs> the, like, like you know, I, I, I learned this too late. But they would say that, you know, if you hit a clam, uh, don't make a face. Right, like if if yeah. you if you hit like a, a you know a half step off on an important part that everybody can hear, like don't make a face, yeah, because a lot of people will not even notice.
0: Yeah, well, and there's an an interesting adjunct to that story. My good friend Dave Bazan, who is now a friend of yours, also, David Bazan, mm-hmm. tells a story when he was a young man playing the drums in like, uh, and he was, he was a drummer who backed up church music at his, cause his father was a, uh, a music pastor. Right. And so Dave started out his career as a, as a drummer, teenage drummer behind all these people singing and playing in church. And he said he was playing drums behind some, some singer in, in a church band who was really cheesy singer and really pretty bad. And after the you know after the performance he walks off stage and his mom grabs him by the shirt and she says you were you were behind the drums making faces at that singer when the singer couldn't hit when the singer missed a note you would make a grimace And you can never, ever, ever do that. And Dave was like, oh, I was just like, you know, it was so awful that I couldn't. She was like, you can never, ever, when you're on stage, make a face when someone misses the note. Like that your job, if you have any job, it is to stand up there and present not only your own flubs as you know, as professionally as you can, but like you are representing that singer. You are representing yourself and everything while you're up there.
1: Well, You're, you're there to support them. It's kind of the, uh, Paul Schaefer axiom where like right. you can make a face to like support them and go, wow, that right. was really rocking.
0: But no, no ugly face. No, no, no shit face.
1: Because it becomes like a, like a, a footnote, like a yeah. really, really
0: loud. Vision. Yeah,
1: exactly. Ah, uh, poor one Dave.
0: Of my, one of my saddest. They, moments but Dave also Dave. he has a
1: very emotional face. I mean, I think it's. I think Dave, it's. Uh, you know, I'm not super tight with him, but I, I enjoy his stuff a lot. And when I watch him perform, I mean, it, it seems like he gets very involved in the music. He's into it. But he's yeah. not making like guitar face. He's not making like look at me. I'm like hitting a you know, I'm bending a five. You know, like he's he's like involved in the music. And it seems like I bet it was kind of involuntary. He wasn't yeah. he wasn't well, making in other words, he was not making a deliberate comment on the flatness, sharpness, or badness of the singer. Yeah. He was just like playing the song, right? I mean, it, it wasn't like he was trying to undermine his No, uh, no, I, I
0: mean, I, this is why I can't go to karaoke. Like, sitting yeah. in a karaoke performance, I feel like... I feel like Lemmy Winks is up my butt.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I am so uncomfortable with when people sing flat.
1: Yeah. that
0: That it's reflexive, like my shoulder's... Oh, up, I'm I the same. I, I'm like that with jam. improv.
1: If I go to improv and somebody goes, okay, I'm going to need uh, something involving a toilet and a uh, pizza delivery. Okay. Got that. And, right. and, and when, and when it becomes uncomfortable, I, I rock, even if I'm not medicated, I rock back and forth and have this. Like uh-huh. really, Bang like your head s- on the wall. Well, no, no, it's worse. I mean, that would at least then <laughs> I would seem crazy. But I rock back and forth with a fake smile on my face oh, because yeah. I'm feeling every scintilla of pain. like a rigor
0: mortis smile.
1: Like, well, you know what's bad is um, you like so with the karaoke or with performing, like you feel bad for that person because they may not be fully aware.
0: Of yeah, how, but that's the thing; they're having a great time, right? Like. You're feeling you're feeling sympathy for them, and they are they require no sympathy. I, uh, so, so I stay out of that stuff. I just I, have,
1: I've, I've been admonished by the judge in my case not, not 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 to like discuss what's going on in the case, but I will tell you that uh, on a couple three occasions today, I had to pass by the family court area or the uh, like legal assistance area, and there was a unbehomed woman <laughs> standing sitting there with a lot of bags. Yes. Um, and she was there to get some extra help with her meds. Uh, and she uh, was singing 99 uh, Red Balloons by Nena.
0: In German or English?
1: English. Okay. And uh, –
0: Not the canonical version, but okay.
1: So she, she did not know all the words. And right? she was even – Like, I'm a sharp singer, she was a super flat singer, and if I could say John Roderick, she didn't know all the words. And she kept singing it over and over. A lot of words in that song. My only thought, I've been admonished about this, I shared this with some other jury members, that, you know, if you're going to be a crazy homeless lady singing Nana over and literally over, like, at least know the words. It's okay if you're a little flat and know the words, but right, I mean, we'll give you a pass. (laughs)
0: <clears throat> so yeah. was she was she improving some words based on what she was seeing in the court or was No, she, she was
1: getting just getting just enough wrong that like a casual observer would go oh you kind of don't know the words to that song
0: was she just doing the Captain Kirk verse over and over
1: no I I mean I can't really I, I don't want to impersonate her because you yeah. know of admonishments right. but, uh, but 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 uh,
0: are you telling me that the judge in this case has singled you out for personal admonishment?
1: I, I, you know what? I couldn't say. It's like the NSA, or it's like one of those. You know, it's like one of those things you get where like you can't, you can't say if you've received the letter where you can't say
0: what you can't say. Yes, I understand. No, I, I, I don't want to. You know what? I'm From gonna, the uh, bench, he has pointed his gavel. He or she has pointed his or her gavel at you. Thank you, and said, "You, you." <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let me just explain, juror number eight. Or otherwise,
0: <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> oh, they're gonna love you in the jury room during deliberations. Oh God, I'm I'm so gonna
1: be like the the cherry of somebody's appeal. I mm-hmm. can feel it already. But, but walking by, <laughs> she Your, was like, Johanna,
0: <laughs> I have a good authority that one of the judges <laughs> I have here the. Uh, uh, Oh,
1: transcript of a podcast uh-huh. but you know, here's the thing. like so so here's the thing. like, like, pick a song. like if it's Louie Louie, if yeah. it's uh, faithfully, like whatever it is, like just if you're gonna sing it over and over, get it right.
0: Wait a nobody knows the lyrics to Louie Louie you You just picked the classic example of a song that no one can sing properly
1: yeah but if you if you put your heart in it and like do the intonation and try not to be too flat yeah. uh, i i don't know i, I think yeah. there's
0: that that song ninety nine loof balloons yeah i mean that that tells a that's a long and involved story yeah I'm not surprised she doesn't know all the words I'm just surprised that i don't think at, it's gonna help her, her, i don't
1: think it's gonna help her get prozac
0: though did, did she look a
1: little bit like John, um, I literally cannot get into this. She I was see. there. She was there with another guy who had binoculars and was looking. Uh-huh. It, and he was wearing lots of like um, <sighs> roots rock, rock reggae kind of colors. Like he had lots of like 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 red,
0: golden, green. Did did he have uh, Did he have that? Uh like black Bart Simpson shirt on that said, it's a black thing you wouldn't understand (laughs) and wearing a giant, like Africa Mumbata uh, (laughs) necklace. No, no, you mean (laughs) like a De La
1: Soul necklace? No, nothing like that. No, God, John, I haven't slept. Um, You know, what I'm going to say is that, that, that there is a, uh, if I could say, I'm not a Miller scholar, as you know, but there's a crucible that happens in high school. It starts in junior high. It goes into did high you, school.
0: Did, did you just conflate the words crucial and crucible? Crucible. And say crucible? Did I say that wrong?
1: How's it pronounced? Winona Ryder? <laughs> How do you say that? Let me start over. John. <clears throat> it's late. It's late. Is it Arthur Miller or Henry Miller? I'm Which surrounded one is it? By, I'm surrounded by empty pill bottles. <laughs> oh, John. I, I You know what? High school is a crucible. Literally don't get me started on empty pill bottles right now. <laughs> The that's, how they're, that's
0: why they're going to appeal that case. They're this... going to go to the juror's room and see the <laughs> wastebasket is filled with empty. Till- <laughs> uh,
1: so, uh, counselor, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, uh file a 325 objection. Uh, juror number eight has not been able to visit his uh, uh, psychiatrist to refill his uh, schedule one prescription. Uh, uh. And he's reading, clearly reading uh,
0: Spider Man comics.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so this woman. She's this uh, looks, she's looks there like, and she she's waiting. She looks like Margot Kidder, doesn't she? I'm picturing. <laughs> I'm picturing. <laughs> Late. I'm picturing late stage Margot Kidder. Sure. Yeah. No. No. tell oh, yeah. I ran into Margot Kidder in a in a sushi restaurant <laughs> in, in your sit. house. <laughs> in a, no. She was getting sushi.
1: She was there uh, eating chili with the uh, with the dismemberment <laughs> plan in your house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Chili's complicated.
1: <laughs> uh, Sorry. Right, anyway. uh, so was she in, was she in
0: Seattle? Margot uh, Kidder. No. It was in New York City. She okay. was eating sushi. Okay. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, in a little little place. Can you
1: just give me a general sense of what are we talking about? Like post two thousand.
0: But I think in in about two thousand. Okay, so
1: as they say in Northern Ireland, it was during the
0: problems. It was during the problem era, and she she had some she had some leaves in her hair. She (laughs) she had. I think she was. I think. She was missing a t- tooth or two. Oh no, John! You know how
1: hard that is. It was. It was. It was pretty people, bad, John. People judge you when you're yeah. missing a tooth.
0: Yeah, she has. She has come all the way back. I think.
1: Good for you, Margo.
0: Yeah. I bet she knows all the lyrics. No, I'm
1: listening. <laughs> Keep going. I want to hear more. <laughs> well, because no, I, got, I just... got a lot to say about Robert Downey when when we uh, come back to that.
0: I feel like I feel like he's gotta be missing some teeth
1: i feel like i feel like what 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 why do i say that um just in terms of uh i understand if you have an objection uh regarding relevance or uh foundation Uh Mm -hmm. i'm literally exhausted um but
0: did you you know margot kidder dated pierre trudeau i'm sorry i didn't hear that (laughs) margot kidder that was a hearing aid joke.
1: I, I did not know that. <laughs> I, I did not. I don't. I can't, my bell's not here.
0: I, uh, let me get it for you.
1: Okay. Thank you. Uh, John, hang on. Margot Kidder. You're telling me literally Margot Kidder, who seems like she should have been in some Cassavetes films, but wasn't. Mm-hmm. Like she's, she's got that kind of uh, Cassavetes feel, but we mainly know her from uh, Superman yeah, right. And kind of seeming like the cute girl in uh Raiders of the Lost Ark, but not
0: really. Oh, is that not that's somebody else. Oh, what's Karen Allen? That's Karen Allen. Oh, yes. She's cute in Raiders of the Lost Ark.
1: Yeah. It's it's conflation, yeah. Anyway, yeah, you, so so uh Anyway. So,
0: yeah. Well, no, she dated uh, she dated the Prime Minister of Canada.
1: Oh, I'm thinking of the filmmaker.
0: Uh, oh, Trudeau, the filmmaker? Is that who I'm thinking of? <laughs> Who's the guy with the hearing the aid in Close Encounters? The, the French filmmaker Pierre Trudeau, right? Pierre Trudeau. Now, which one's Margot Hemingway? Margot Hemingway wasn't she in? She the was in Shining? Lipstick. She
1: was in Lipstick, I think. So anyway, um,
0: oh, but oh, well, that's right. Margot Hemingway was uh, was Woody Allen's stand-in for Sun Yi in Manhattan. In Manhattan. Huh. <sighs>
1: I'm going to tell you two things. Number one, both lipstick, both used, lipstick used to be on pay cable a lot, and I saw it a lot. And here's the other thing. What I'm realizing is that a la your uh, epochal fart yeah. and the dookie of the famous girl, right. like I, I, I spend so little of my time, so little of my life worrying about how it would look in court. You know what I'm saying? Like there's so, so little of my life where I'm like processing, like how would I even begin I, I couldn't explain what I did for a living to these people. The the other jury members are still asking me like what I quote unquote unquote do. Right. And and I you know, I slough it off and go, you know, like I always say, uh, I have two answers to what I do. Um uh, do you do? Well, uh, if it's obvious you don't care. I say that I'm a ceramicist. Oh, that's right.
0: You're a ceramicist.
1: That's the best answer. of all. <laughs> and if you seem like you may be a little care, I say <laughs> I do things with computers.
0: Yeah. I've heard you say that you're a ceramicist to people. Have you really heard that? Yeah. And watched them nod. Cause I think and, people don't believe I actually, on. I actually say that. I think I, I generally get the sense that you are going to say it only to people who are not, who you can tell are not already not listening.
1: Well, it's the same problem you run into with the circles you move in, in the corridors of power. Uh, that might be a mixed metaphor, but you run into people who like want to like, like and at you, the slideshow, the slideshow with the uh, African-American kids, right? You, you run into people who want to suss out whether they should be talking to you.
0: Right. Are you an entrepreneur? <laughs> hmm. We're all entrepreneurs. Here, Cause I'm you? a
1: serial entrepreneur. My my <laughs> problem is like my entire life is not structured around any aspect of having a straight answer. Yeah. Yeah. No, not by design. It's just that, no, you know, understand. setting aside my, my, uh, uh, liberal artisticness, like it's really hard for me to explain all kinds of things. And, yeah. uh, I just, I, I never process what I do. Okay. So here's, here's one admission. I'm, I'm going to allow this. It okay. is that sometimes I will say like, I, I want to stop what's happening right now because as a, father now, I sometimes wonder whether this will appear on a form in an emergency room. Uh -uh. Sometimes I will think, like, how will this look if I have to explain this in a, you know, the the forms, they don't give you a large area. And I'm somewhat, you know, bibulous, as they say. And so, uh, I don't want to have to explain things, because I rarely can. And let alone my job, let alone any decision I've made, like, ugh, it's the worst. I yeah. mean, like, like, what do you say when people ask you what you do? I mean, you, you do, do you just say rock star, or like,
0: what do you say? Well, this is the thing as you, as you probably can guess, I've spent my entire life prepared to at any moment be put on the stand in a capital murder case.
1: <laughs> God damn it. I wish I had a bell. You grew up knowing, knowing that you could someday be called to a Senate hearing where they would say, listen, listen, yeah. We're fast-tracking you for this. I cannot promise you this is going anywhere, but you might be the head of the CIA.
0: Yeah. At get, which on, point, get on a Cessna tonight. Right. Right. A Cessna citation. Hmm. <clears throat> at, w- at which point I would put my hand over the microphone and I would <laughs> consult with my attorney. <laughs> and then and then I would come back. I would come back and say, I also, I also Senator, own stock in AT&T and IBM. And, uh... Uh warehouser uh, timber or whatever. You know, I would have, a, I would, I would and have then hap- and they bring in your brother from
1: Sicily, yeah, and I just his hap- appearance his- in the courtroom makes you so unhinged
0: that you say, Well, I was in the olive oil yeah! this is his father.
1: Oh, God, yeah. I love you so
0: much. But in any case, yes.
1: the continue. two things
0: that I am always prepared for at any moment are to be subpoenaed <laughs> and also to go to prison. <laughs> so it's more than packing a small bag like you're really you're ready I'm ready and one of the one of the one of the ways that I have I maintain that readiness particularly in the case of going to prison (laughs) is that I have never read Shakespeare's sonnets because I'm saving them for prison you need you need to know what you're going to read in prison (laughs) okay in order to have your your whole like uh, Phoenix rising from the ashes story, you've like, got something to look forward to. Yeah, Malcolm X read the dictionary in prison, and that is bullshit. First of all, but second of all, <laughs> that's like that made yeah that made that autobiography of Malcolm X. I mean, that's the that is the turning point of that. That's the crux. Like, he read I
1: think the that's dic- Alex Haley imagining. That if he were in prison, with all due respect to literally everyone involved, right. that's Alex Haley <laughs> imagining that he
0: might read the dictionary. <coughs> but in but that had a profound effect on me when I was whenever however old I read it. And I was like, what am I going to read when I go to prison? Uh, I should think about that. I'm that's right. right. And down. I said, okay. what, "What? you can't just come out of prison and say, like, yeah, I read a lot of Dashiell Hammett. Or I read a lot or I, of
1: I, I read in style magazine when
0: I could <laughs> yeah, get it. Right. I went down to the prison library every week and got like three <laughs> National Geographics. <laughs> and a Henry Huggins. <laughs> like no, you have to go into prison with the knowledge that you are there and you are gonna read X. And in my case in my case it's all it's it's all of Shakespeare from start to finish. And I have I have intentionally I never took a Shakespeare class in college. For this very reason.
1: You're keeping your powder dry.
0: That's exactly right. And let's right. be
1: honest. I, 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 I don't want to give up your game here, but it seems to me, yes, you are preparing a, a reading list for literally when you are perhaps uh, unjustly. It doesn't matter.
0: The point is absolutely. Unjust. I will, it will. I will. I will have been framed
1: clearly, which is all the more reason to know what you want to say. You read while you were in prison, right? Right. So, 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 yes, you will set aside some of these sonnets, which are actually I don't want to know spoilers, but they're actually not that good. But mm-hmm. you will come out saying, "I've learned a lot about myself, and I've mm-hmm. learned a lesson about love."
0: That's right. I right? read all of Shakespeare's. I read everything. I read Shakespeare from front to back. You know, I haven't been able to avoid reading Shakespeare. I've tried, but I mean, I've had to do it, but I have saved large portions of it for prison. Now, as for, as for uh, the, 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 subpoena that could come at any moment, this is the, this is, the, this is a, 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 corollary of the, of the lie detector question, which is, do you hmm. think you could fool a lie detector?
1: Oh, do you think, that, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, back up. So F. Lee Bailey says to you, counselor, do mm-hmm. you think you could fool a lie detector and you're ready for that?
0: You have to, yeah, you have to have an answer okay, at least. Okay, sorry,
1: sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so, 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 so number one, you, you got your reading list.
0: You got the reading list for prison. Okay. Where you're going on a frame up job, but while you're sitting, while you are testifying in court. You have to like we all know the wrong way to do it. We all know that you know, you you, you don't break down on the stand and admit you committed the crime. Mm-hmm. You don't look too smug. You know, you have to you have to be personable. I mean, I'm telling you, you're a you're a sitting juror. Uh, yeah. You know what it's like. I'm sure that the defendant John, I, I couldn't say if I knew. <laughs> I'm sure
1: the, I know the... <laughs> I know that I, I have heard it is said. Yeah, That conduct during the trial,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it is said, it is said that it is up to us to decide what evidence we will believe in all or in part. And it is said, not yeah. we, it's the royal we. Yeah. Uh, you can also consider like how somebody behaved during the trial, which is generally stupid. If really? If you behave like you generally don't know things, you will tend to do better
0: right really really as opposed to can we, as can opposed to we talk to, about this again in a week as opposed to appearing like like a smug guy who's running who who's got all the answers
1: well you know you're the one who thought this out but i'm just going to say yeah. if you sit there and go yeah i know that like 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 40 times in a row and then you go Durr, yeah, like that's right. going to be problematic if you keep going dick Could yeah, you, you don't want re- repeat re- the question i was distracted by the fucking fluorescent lights
0: no, you, what you want you want to get you want to get on there and you wanna be a homespun. You gotta be even,
1: very even.
0: Nice ni- you, nice. Whatever face. whatever
1: persona you, you have, it has to be plausible, it is said. Right. You right. gotta stick with it. Right. And it has to give you lots of wiggle room for being a dumbass. Like where you sure. occasionally gotta go, I can read, but I'm confused.
0: Yeah, Ronald Reagan popularized that defense. Yes. He barely remembered anything. Right.
1: Yeah. And then you know the Iran contra thing? Like you're either uh you know, stupid or incompetent. Yeah. Let the jury figure that out. It is it is said.
0: <laughs> Let the jury Christ. decide.
1: Do you know how how much on appeal this this podcast is gonna be problematic?
0: <laughs> <laughs> but that's the wonderful thing about this podcast. We very seldom make any reference to dates. That's right. That's and so, right. as you like to say, you mm. like them to be evergreen. Hmm. Yeah. So we don't- and so really,
1: any time after October of 1986, people will still enjoy this, even though it was literally recorded. So, so the subpoena comes along. You're yeah. ready. You got a bag packed. You, right. you got a Cessna Citation. Yeah. Is that a safe plane?
0: Cessna Citation? Yeah, that's a safe plane.
1: How far can you go with that? Uh, a Beechcraft Baron. Let me rephrase the question. Um, to your knowledge, yeah. if you were in the continental United States, how far do you think... Strike that. Mm-hmm. You're ready. You got the subpoena.
0: The subpoena uh-huh. comes along, and what's your preparation? Oh, my my preparation. I mean,
1: well, you know, the, I mean, like there's I no mean,
0: preparation. Like, like they they show up at the door, and it's just like
1: I don't buy that. I'm sorry, counselor. Go. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna object to that as unresponsive because it seems to me that you must have thought through. Yeah. If you are taking a pattern, if I may say, as large as subpoena arrives, you've thought about a general kind of comportment because you have literally no, if I could say, fucking idea what they're going to subpoena you for. Right. You may know so, it's like it's like Benjamin Benj- Benjamin Franklin and spanking. Right, hit him right. every day. If you don't know if you don't know what it's for, they will, right? So they spank you with a subpoena, you get yeah. on something called a citation, you show up, you borrow a tie, you sit down like a fucking gentleman, right, and you're ready for anything.
0: But here there's four possibilities. One, okay. you are not guilty, and through your actions, you appear not guilty to your interrogators. <laughs> Two <laughs> You are not guilty, but through some misaction on your part, you appear guilty to your interrogators. Or either either through some poor action on your part or through prejudice of, on their part. They, they, so they, number
1: two is like the seeds of a frame-up.
0: Yeah, they discern guilt where there is none. Okay. And you, you, in your innocence, are unable to dislodge them from this misapprehension third possibility is that you are guilty but succeed in appearing innocent and the fourth obviously is that you are guilty and fail to appear innocent okay so in these subpoena scenarios i have no idea which one well i have no idea whether first of all i'm innocent or guilty of what they're accusing me of because it's very possible that i'm guilty
1: i think spending a lot of time on number (laughs) with all due respect (laughs) to the lady in the bathroom spending a a good amount of time on number two preparation is a pretty good idea yes because number one number one what you're really saying is like i've been called in here and i'm not your guy like you're wasting your time on me because even if you prove what you're trying to prove you will not prove enough like i I actually didn't do it and i'm not that interesting all a- four
0: all four scenarios what you are aspiring to appear to be is the guy in the first scenario hmm. right in in all in if you are if you are not guilty and and you are and you appear not guilty right that is what you want to look like even if you are to- totally guilty <laughs> so everybody's tri- everybody's reflecting back to guy number one and trying to imagine how they can act like him. How do you act not guilty?
1: But more than not guilty, uh, guy number one is not guilty and he shouldn't even be there.
0: Right. Not guilty. I mean and, that's important,
1: like, right? Not only not guilty number two is you go, Oh, I'm raising an eyebrow. Because right. clearly guy number two seems like our guy. Let's hear what he has to say. Number one is, is you go like, clearly this person is, uh, you know, incapable of this, or there's so much mitigating evidence that this person is like, oh, sorry. Like in two questions, you go like, with all due respect, you're a retard. Let's move on to like a two, three or a four.
0: Well, the other, the other night I'm driving home, (laughs) I got, I got rooked into going to see uh this dumb fast and furious movie this recent one mm-hmm. and i have never been to see any of the other fast and furious movies so i had no context for it other than i understood that they were going to go fast and that they were furious and so i go to this thing and it's it's insensible it's just a bunch of ac- action sequences strung together with with some uh like like uh, all the actors appeared to be wearing wood underpants <laughs> and <laughs> they're, you know, and they're reading. They're reading the bo- uh, back of a cereal box aloud that someone's holding up right off, right off camera. Mm. And then they get in a car, and they and then it's a, it's exciting for ten minutes. But I'm driving home from the theater. It's two o'clock in the morning. I'm in my hot little car. I have a little hot car mm. that I drive sometimes. Mm. And I'm driving along, and I'm like, you know, I've just watched a movie where people are really, really driving their cars fast. And I have that in me too, but I know- and I know on the stretch from downtown to my house, I know all the places where the state troopers hide. And I'm driving along and i and i and I just get this feeling like, what if I just say "Screw the troopers and just drive like a bat out of hell, and so I'm driving along, and I'm imagining I'm imagining one, then two, then three troopers in hot pursuit of me. And I'm thinking to myself now, if I'm going to lose these troopers, (laughs) you know, troopers know all the back roads too. Troopers know a lot of, troopers know a lot of the stuff that I know. But, you know, no one expects the Spanish Inquisition and the troopers are not expecting me in my hot little car. Hmm. Because, you know, I grew up driving on ice, so I understand how to drift if you get my drift.
1: Uh, yeah, but they got, they got like cop engine, cop shocks, cop yeah, got, suspension. They,
0: yeah, they do. They need a cigarette lighter, but they have all that other stuff. And I'm thinking, how am I going get to get away from these troopers? And, you know, it, there's a lot of like, you're counting on blind corners where you can zig. And then you know, zig up and then zap over and then cut your cut your lights and hope that they keep going straight. <laughs> you drive into a, a hopeful cornfield. <laughs> uh, and I was and I was practicing that. I was practicing the routes that I would take home if I were being pursued by cops. <laughs> and I felt pretty good about my chances. Pulling up at my pulling up at my house, cutting the engine getting out and making it into the inside before they started doing block to block searches. You know what I mean? Like they would know, they would know in a short amount of time that, that I had, that I was in a certain area and then they would just start going block to block. But my hot little car is a kind of anonymous car. It's there are so many of them out in the world. It's like, it's no, like... Uh, no.
1: As your counsel, I'm going to say don't say any more. Right. But you've got a so, car that is, is plausibly capable of arousing the interest of a cop. Right. And so and, and you've got the, the, the means, the motive, and the opportunity to, to, to drive fast as a, a practice run. Right. Okay.
0: So I'm sitting in my house now, and now I'm rehearsing Knock on the Door. Now you're right. going to open that door. Right. And there's going to be a really angry couple of state troopers standing on the porch. And they have come down your block with their spotlight on. They've found your car. They've gotten out. They've put their hand on the hood and it is hot. Yep.
1: Encyclopedia Brown.
0: And now they're standing on your front porch. And they and you are you're standing there in your bathrobe, let's say. <laughs> and you are saying Good evening. Can I help you Mm -hmm. now how you play that? Because they have no, there's no, they cannot prove that that was you. They didn't get your license number. And they're trying to say that because you are, let's say driving a green Subaru outback with that has recently been running that you're their guy and you are going to stand there on the porch and say, well, there are green Subaru outbacks everywhere. It's kind of uh, a ubiquitous so, car. Th-
1: what a suspicious thing to say.
0: But you're not going to say that because that's not the first thing out of your mouth. They're going to cuff you right away right? if you've thought about it. So you have to stand there and go through the dance with them. Where you're you like, have
1: to be confused and scared. Yeah. What's the think? matter?
0: Is there, yeah, that's right. Confused and scared. But how how to act confused and scared in your bathrobe in the night and how to gradually make the transition to... A kind of indignant, like, "Are you accusing me of something?" Yeah, and I, I'm a homeowner, right? Yeah, and then make it all the way to. Well, I, you know, I like to help the police as much as I can, but I don't like your tone, sir. Like, how to get, how to smooth that all the way from one, from like, with the with the certain knowledge that you are guilty, you know, and you are standing there in your bathrobe as a, as a, as a, as play acting, boy, that's a, that's tough. You've got to be a real, you, you know what? You got to rehearse that. You do. You have to practice it. Right. And I, so, I, so, I so I, so I'm practicing it all the time.
1: So if it, I mean, you know, I mentioned uh, Encyclopedia Brown because yeah. that is truly one of the great, one of the great stories. Yeah. You know, if you can put your baby on the hood, hood of the car, it's obviously not been driven. So right. they come out, they feel your hood. If I could say, yeah. And they go, this is somebody worth
0: talking to. That's right. That's right. Right. He, so that, he, that, he fits the criteria. Like he's within this five block area. His, uh,
1: his, got his, a hot hood. his Subaru or similar, <laughs> right? Is hot. It's hot. And so now your your job is to obfuscate. That's right. You know, we're going to cut all of this out. <laughs> I but, know. But I mean, you know, one idea might be to keep some, some Marlboros and diapers by the door.
0: Uh-huh. And just say...
1: <laughs> well, yeah, obviously you're going to be wearing a bathrobe. I went to the store. What's the matter? No, no, no. Here's the thing. You show up with in your bathrobe with uh, a fake baby or not in your uh-huh. arms. Uh-huh. And you say, oh, I know what this is about. I fake forgot baby. to pay for these diapers or Snickers bars.
0: Oh, uh, interesting.
1: Because you know what? Red herring.
0: Yeah, red herring. You don't say, don't, don't you, you think? Like you, you know, give them, you, know, you, you give them a reason.
1: Like, like ah. I'm nervous. I'm nervous because I feel like a bad person. Because no, like, no, no, you have
0: you, got a baby in your arm, and you open the door, and you say, "What did that bitch say I did <laughs> now?" <next?" laughs> right, and, and they're right. like, "What?" And you're like, "Ah, oh, my it's god!" Like classic misdirect. She so won't get off my jock. Ah, uh, am I right? Yeah. Did yeah. I ever tell you about the time I tried to run from the cops? <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, no, I, John. Time, I don't time, think you
0: have. I actually tried to run from the cops. No, I want to hear. So it was back in the eighties mm. and this guy I knew in Spokane who whose whose dad had recently died and he bought a brand new Forerunner, Toyota Forerunner, which was the coolest car any of us could think of at the time. Um, you know, because that was during the era when we like we were like Mountain ski bum types. I was a mountain ski ski bum as, aspirant.
1: That's like a sexy mini minivan meets a uh, Range Rover
0: kind. Yeah, of? it's like a four wheel drive, but okay. it, but it, it was still s- the the original Forerunners were still small scale, so that it felt like a it felt like a Jeep kind of rig, but it but it seated four or six people. You know, it was kind of like the proto SUV before there was such a thing as an SUV. And he said that he was going over to to Seattle. We were in Spokane. He was going over to Seattle because he wanted to see a a show, a rock show. And so this is 1980, let's say 1988. And I have spent years trying to figure out what rock show it was. Because in 1988 in Seattle, this guy kid in spokane wants to make the trip over the mountains to see this rock show at the central tavern it had to have been some amazing rock show and at the time i I didn't recognize the name of the band i was just like oh you're going to seattle like can i tag along and he's like yeah sure you can set you know you can split the driving with me or whatever." and so we head out of spokane but for whatever reason we don't take the interstate we take the we take the small road we take the the upper road which is like two lane highway road the, uh, the, blue- the the
1: the blue highways we as, take the blue uh highways. as uh billy idol says
0: that's right we take the blue highways that's actually a book blue highways hmm. uh about about taking the blue highways anyway we're driving and we're driving it gets it gets to be night it turns out that taking the blue highways was a bad idea because what, what was a five hour drive to Seattle became like a 11 hour drive because we were stopping in all these one horse towns for their one stop.
1: Oh, and they got the stoplight they're monitoring.
0: Yeah. And so at a certain point, this guy, whose name was Chris, he says, I'm going to climb in the back and try and get some sleep. You drive. And I'm like, okay, I'm driving. So here we go. We're going to make up some time and we're going across the cascade mountains and I'm kind of putting the, you know, putting the pedal down, as we say. And, there, and the fog is coming in, and it's nighttime, and we're going through this little mountain road. And we come through this town, little, like, you know, wide spot in the road kind of town. And I'm, I'm kind of hauling ass, and it's one of these towns where the speed limit dropped down to 25. Right. And I'm still at 65, and I blow by this cop. And I look at him, and he looks at me, and we look at each other. <laughs> I'm like,
1: Fuck. You, had, "You had your smoking the bandit moment." I did, kind of, right?
0: Absolutely. I look at him. <laughs> and
1: did he actually throw his hat at you?
0: <laughs> He's he was. I mean, it was the type of thing where g- he like g- g- he, he g- did g- a spit take of his sandwich. <laughs> he spilled his coffee in his lap, and he was like, those Duke boys." And I said, "Fuck it," and I I floored it. And I'm like, it's foggy, it's nighttime, I'm in a four-wheel drive truck, the odds are on my side. I, I, I'm in a four-wheel drive truck, I'm 19, like, I've got this. And so, I stay on the highway for a little bit, hauling ass, and as soon as I can, st- I start to see his, his flashers, his rollers, like, in the distance, like, reflecting off the fog in my rearview mirror, I hang a right off of the main road onto like a dirt side road, which leads back into a kind of like side part of this town. And I go up three blocks over two blocks, uh, take a left and pull in. And I'm trying, I'm going to pull into the driveway of a house, <laughs> and kill the lights, uh-huh. but I kind of pull in to the front yard. Of this house and i kill the lights like pull the emergency brake and duck and duck my head down and chris in the back still asleep and i sit there for like one two three and then cop from the left cop from the right cops in every direction cops everywhere And I had failed to lose these cops. Oh, God. And so they get me out of the car, super mad, Mm. and they say, what the, what, you know, like, what's your story? And I say, my story was, I didn't see him, I was just driving And I was going a little fast because I really had to pee. And I pulled off the road looking for a place to pee. And I ended up, I needed to pee so bad that I I stopped here. And the cop said, he's pulled up on a person's lawn. (laughs) (laughs) You're, You're driving in the mountains and you went into a town and four blocks in three blocks over and and pulled out of a person's lawn to pee that's your story he said you look me in the eye and i said i did i swear to you i didn't see you i was just very distracted by needing to pee and so they pull chris out of the back of the truck you know out of a deep sleep
1: so he was asleep for the (laughs) for the 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 entire chase
0: he wakes up surrounded by cops oh
1: no and it's his, he's got the title on that.
0: It's his truck. Oh, and God. the cop says, what's this guy's name? Well, who's the, who's the driver? How do you know him? And Chris said, uh, John something. I'm not sure. And the cop's like, you don't know this guy. And he's like, well, I mean, not really. He's Chris was like a kind of a ski was a skater dude and kind of didn't, didn't say a lot. So he was giving the cop one word answers, but, but it, and i didn't realize like chris had no idea what my name was he was like john (laughs) jim joe and so i sit there and just stick to my guns stick to this like ludicrous story that i was just looking for a place to pee man and i swear i you know like i would never run from the cops what am i stupid and event and the 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 cop that, that looked at me, he was apoplectic with rage. But there was no, there was no, they you know they really they tried to pull a good cop bad cop thing. And eventually, I heard the one say like, "There's nothing we can do about it. You just have to let it go." Really? And they gave me a ticket for speeding because they had me. They had me on the radar. That's it. They, yeah, and they said. They, they told Chris not to let me drive anymore.
1: That's so fruity. I can't we, believe they didn't run you in.
0: We drove away. That's yeah. That's
1: crazy.
0: Yeah. Let me off.
1: It, well, and, I mean, you know,
0: years later, that would have been like one of the three strikes during the three strike years. Sure. Evading.
1: What would you do differently today? I mean, you know, given the same thing, let, let, let's say you, um, for whatever reason, really had to get somewhere. And, and you know you had your reasons
0: it was cannonball run let's say
1: yeah you got the yeah. uh what would we say coors <laughs> as yeah. the new yorker would say yeah. you had I'm, to really get it somewhere i'm roger moore hello and, and so you know like for whatever reason you had you had your reasons you were driving fast maybe you had yeah. to uh, get to a show or whatever right right right, right. or a blog I had to get to a blog. (laughs) You had to get to a blog. You were driving Uh fast. Yeah. What would you do differently today? Like starting, starting at the whole, like I'm on the open road. Does it begin with like, I'm a grown man and I don't have to drive fast or.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I have, I have dealt with speed traps, you know, during the, during the, uh, the touring years where I was, you know, doing tens of thousands of miles of highway time a year the whole speed trap game is just not one that it's just not worth rolling the dice on no no that those those really add up yeah you just you roll into west texas and as dumb as it is you just know that you're you're going to go 55 for a while this happens in florida
1: when I, when i would go on like um I 75 or, uh, you know, US 19 or whatever, you would you would get that. I think what you're describing, if I hear you correctly, counselor, is yes. that like it would suddenly go from 55 or I guess, what's the upper speed limit? Like 70? I, I don't know.
0: Now I think it's 70. But I mean, it is would it, go. I it, think it's 80 maybe some places in Wyoming.
1: But, it, but in Florida, it would not be unusual to go from whatever the upper limit is to like, here's a little sign to let you know it's. Uh, Fifty-five, and here's this one that's really hard to see about how it's now ten.
0: Yeah, (laughs) the sign, the sign behind a large rhododendron.
1: (laughs) Right, exactly. And then you get the blinking red light, which you know kind of says, you know, it's a pussy light.
0: Let's let's be
1: honest. And you 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 skate through it, and uh, but I mean, you know, you're. uh, I think there's first of all, a lot of people do legitimately have to pee. Yes, they want to get the to the cracker barrel. Or it's a
0: real problem.
1: They want to get a tarpaulin at the uh, Walmart, whatever <laughs> reason. and i'm not I'm not here to judge. I'm not uh-huh. a expert. Maybe
0: they're it. making a campsite. Maybe they're camping with their r v and they need a tarpaulin.
1: Maybe they need to uh, cut some trail. but they yeah. the point is that that does happen. Like for people who don't travel, like that yeah. is a real thing. the The yeah. like from like maximum speed limit to easily bustable speed limit might be like half a mile or a mile.
0: Yeah. And I don't mess around with them anymore. I just, I see this because I've been, I've been nailed in so many speed traps. Somewhere I have tried to run from the cops. Somewhere I have, mostly I have not.
1: But that adds up. But your margins are not huge, right? Like you, you cannot worst. afford a $200 ticket.
0: Well, the famous story, the first time I ever met, not a surf. Hmm. <laughs> they got pulled over. <laughs> they were they got, smoking in France. They got pulled over in West, yeah, in West Texas. Hmm. And the the cop walked up and he was, and then you know, the, and uh, Ira, the drummer, rolled down the window and the cop was like, all right, boy, I can smell the reefer. So either I get a bunch of dogs out here and we go through your whole truck and car and everything. And I find it and then I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be uh, gentle.
1: Hard or easy, Dreadlock.
0: That's right. Or you can just tell me, you can show me the pot right now. Ugh, and Ira, in his stone drummer dumbness, was like, "Oh, okay. Here's our pot." And Pulled uh, out the big bank pot. Not the a surf. Like, Everybody out of the van. And uh, he put him in jail. No, in stripey pajamas <laughs> with this little stripey Auschwitz pants. He did. He put him in stripey pajamas with a little stripey pillbox hat that's so unflattering and they were on their way to austin to play you know to play a big show it was right, the first right, time right. we were ever going to play together and um and the, 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 they've got, the next, i'm sorry john
1: they've got those like folded up and just sitting around yeah yeah. It's not, like, it's not something where you go to like so here's the thing there's jail and there's prison counselor yeah. like yeah, there's right. jail which is a place where you go for a sub felony offense Mm-hmm. for usually if i understand correctly counselor less than a year and Purple then prison jam. prison is a pl- pearl jam what uh-huh. <laughs> you go to a place then when once you're sentenced and you, then prison is where you go to serve your term and like if you're in some place like that you know crazy guy in arizona you sleep in a tent and they give you pink clothes but like my sense was you, you mainly wear civvies when you're in like
0: overnight oh, jail yeah i mean they don't yeah in overnight jail you I mean, just who has wear the resources just for, just for stripy pajamas no these were humiliation pajamas mm. these were these were stripy jail pajamas so that they could take your picture in there with their little <laughs> the little pillbox hat on they could take your picture and laugh and laugh and laugh i'm sure they have photo albums at that jail of I mean, I'm sure they put Willie Nelson in those. I'm sure they put everybody in those. Put on I'm this. Sure, I'm sure they got a picture of a red-faced Alec Baldwin. Put wearing on put on know, this Brazier. Here you go, boy. Change into these. We ain't gonna take no risks of you hanging yourself with that's your
1: a, that's a jail brassiere.
0: Shoelaces. So the next night we're all waiting at the show, waiting at the venue. Like, are they gonna make it? Are they not? You know, they had to bail themselves out of this fucking jail, this West Texas jail. So I don't mess around with speed traps. I just slow the fuck down. That's what they want. It's only two miles long. I feel like
1: I've very- gro- I feel like I've already grown because because like I, I don't have a giant sense of this and like I, I it, what I do know is this that whatever your plan I should not even say this because this might be admissible counselor but whatever your plan is it should be a, a, a plan that comports with your default freak out nature. And if your default freak out nature is you clam up, like, that's okay. But for me, my default clam up nature might be like your friend, the drummer, which is like, duh, duh, here's what I did wrong.
0: Okay. All right.
1: You're right. I killed her. Okay. So (laughs) (laughs) you got me. You got me. Cletus. But like, (laughs) what if you, and I don't know if you have this kind of control or access, but what if you literally shat yourself like, as you're being pulled over. That, yeah,
0: they call that the Ted Nugent. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: thank you. <laughs> We're done here.